0: Hare Krishna, (coughs) my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, the law books for the next 10,000 years, the books that we're all supposed to be hearing and applying the knowledge into our own thinking and feeling and willing and action. Right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. Uh, before we begin, we'd like to wel- all of, welcome all of you uh, warmly. Uh, we'd like to dedicate our reading to the devotees of Ukraine and also the ones who are suffering in Russia as a result of all this chaos that's going on over there. Um, please be safe, be well, and be able to keep your devotional service going through this chaos. Uh, you, 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 you've received our prayers for all o- from all over the world. Uh, so please stay safe. Okay. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahimas Totram by Srila Sanatan Goswami describes what we're doing and why. Glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> it goes like this. Sarva Yusha Sarva Vedai Kasatpala sarva-siddhanta-ratnādhāya O oh, nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. sarva-bhagavata-prāṇa śrīmad-bhagavata-prabho kalidvandodi Shri Krishna Paribartita, O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Shri Krishna. Krishna. Paramananda pataya Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevaya, Shri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna himself. My only friend. My constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy—I bow down to you, Asadhu Sadhuta dayin atini Chuchita Kada, Hanamunchagadachin Mam, Premna Red Kanta Yogspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly. O exalter of the Most Fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Omnamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the third chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Pure devotional service. The change in heart. Shukadeva Goswami is continuing to enlighten us further along with Sutta Goswami. We're beginning with with, uh, text 20. One who has not listened to the messages about the prowess and marvelous acts of the Personality of Godhead and has not sung or chanted loudly the worthy songs about the Lord is to be considered to possess ear holes like the holes of snakes and a tongue like the tongue of a frog purport. Devotional service to the Lord is rendered by all limbs or parts of the body. It is the transcendental dynamic force of the spirit soul. Therefore, a devotee is engaged 100% in the service of the Lord. One can engage in devotional service when the senses of the body are purified in relation with the Lord and one can render service to the Lord with the help of all the senses. As such, the senses and the action of the senses are to be considered impure or materialistic as long as they are employed only in sense gratification. The purified senses are engaged not in sense gratification but in the service of the Lord in toto. The Lord is the supreme with all senses and the servitor who is part and parcel of the Lord also has the same senses. Service to the Lord is the completely purified use of the senses as described in the Bhagavad Gita. The Lord imparted instructions and thus there was a perfect the Lord imparted instructions with full senses and Arjuna received them with full senses and thus there was a perfect exchange of sensible and logical understanding between the master and the disciple. Spiritual understanding is nothing like an electrical charge from the master to the disciple as foolishly claimed by some propaganda mongers. Everything is full of sense and logic, and the exchange of views between the master and the disciple and disciple is possible only when the reception is submissive and real. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is said that one should receive the teaching of Lord Chaitanya with intellect and full senses, so that one can logically understand the great mission. In the impure state of a living being, the various senses are fully engaged in mundane affairs. If the ear is not engaged in the service of the Lord by hearing about Him from the Bhagavad-gītā or Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, certainly the holes of the ear will be filled with some rubbish. Therefore, the messages of the Bhagavad-gītā and Shrimad bhagavatam should be preached all over the world very loudly. That is the duty of a pure devotee who has actually heard them from the perfect sources. Many want to speak something to others, but because they are not trained to speak on the subject matter of Vedic wisdom, they they are all speaking nonsense. And people are receiving them with no sense. Prabhupada there are hundreds and thousands of sources for distributing mundane news of the world and people of the world are also receiving it similarly the people of the world should be taught to hear the transcendental topics of the Lord and the devotee of the Lord must speak loudly so that they can hear the frogs loudly croak with the result that they invite the snakes to eat them. The human tongue is especially given for chanting the Vedic hymns and not for croaking like frogs. The word asati used in this verse is also significant. Asati means a woman who has become a prostitute. A prostitute has no reputation for good womanly qualities. Similarly, the tongue, which is given to the human being for chanting the Vedic hymns, will be considered a prostitute when engaged in chanting some mundane nonsense. Text 21 The upper portion of the body, though crowned with a silk turban, is only heaven is only a heavy burden if not bowed down before the personality of Godhead, who can award mukti, freedom. And the hands, although decorated with glittering bangles, are like those of a dead man if not engaged in the service of the personality of Godhead Hari. Purport <clears throat> As stated herein before, there are three kinds of devotees of the Lord. The first-class devotee does not at all see anyone who is not in the service of the Lord. But the second-class devotee makes distinctions between devotees and non-devotees. The second-class devotees are therefore meant for preaching work. And as referred to in the previous verse, they must loudly preach the glories of the Lord the second-class devotee accepts disciples from the section of third-class devotees or non devotees sometimes the first-class devotee also comes down to the category of the second-class devotee for preaching work but the common man who is expected to become at least a third class devotee is advised herein to visit the temple of the Lord and bowed down before the Deity even though he may not be a very rich man or even a king with a silk turban or crown even though he may be a very rich man or even a king with a silk turban or crown the Lord is the Lord of everyone including the great kings and emperors and men who are rich in the estimation of mundane people must therefore Make it a point to visit the temple of Lord Sri Krishna and regularly bow down before the deity. The Lord in the temple, in the worshipable form, is never to be considered to made, be made of stone or wood, for the Lord in his Archa incarnation as the deity in the temple shows immense favor to the fallen souls by his auspicious presence. By by the hearing process, as mentioned herein before, this realization of the presence of the Lord in the temple is made possible. As such, the first process in the routine routine work of devotional service, hearing, is the essential point. Hearing by all classes of devotees from the authentic sources like the, the Bhagavad Gita and Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, is essential. The common man who is puffed up with his material position and does not bow down before the deity of the Lord in the temple, or who defies temple worship without any knowledge of the science, must know that his so-called turban or crown will only succeed in further drowning him in the water of the ocean of material existence. A drowning man with a heavy weight on his head is sure to go down more swiftly than those who have no heavy weight. A foolish, puffed-up man defies the science of God and says that God has no meaning for him. But when he is in the grip of God's law and is caught by some disease like cerebral thrombosis, cerebral thrombosis, That godless man sinks into the ocean of nations by the weight of his material acquisitions. Advancement of material science without God consciousness is a heavy load on the head of human society. And so one must take heed of this great warning. The common man, if he has no time to worship the Lord, may at least engage his hands for a few seconds in washing or sweeping the Lord's temple. Maharaj Prataparudra, the greatly powerful king of Arissa, was always very busy with heavy state responsibilities, yet he made it a point to sweep the temple of Lord Jagannath at Puri once a year during the festival of the Lord. The idea is that however important a man one, a man one may be, he must accept the supremacy of the supreme lord this god consciousness will help a man even in his material prosperity maharaj prataparudra's subordination before lord jagannath made him a powerful king so much so that even the great patan in his time could not enter into orissa on account of the powerful maharaj prataparudra <coughs> And at last, Maharaj Prataparudra was graced by Lord Śrī Chaitanya on the very grounds of his acceptance of subordination to the Lord of the universe. So even though a rich man's wife has glittering bangles made of gold on her hands, she must engage herself in rendering service to the Lord. Text 22 The eyes, which do not look at the symbolic representations of the personality of Godhead Vishnu, His forms, names, quality, etc., are like those printed on the plumes of a peacock. And the legs, which do not move to the holy places where the Lord is remembered, are considered to be like tree trunks, Purport. Especially for the householder devotees, the path of deity worship is strongly recommended. As far as possible, every householder, by the direction of the spiritual master, must install the deity of Vishnu, forms like Radha Krishna, Lakshmi Narayana, or Sita Ram, especially, or any other form of the Lord, like Nrsinga, Varaha, Gauranidhai. Matsya, Kurma, Shalagram, Shila, and many other forms of Vishnu, like Trivikram, Keshava, Achuta, Vasudev, Narayana, and Damodar, as they are recommended in the Vaishnava Tantras <coughs> or Puranas. And one, should, and one should worship the deity with one's family, following the directions and regulations of Arjuna Vidhi. Any member of the family, who is above 12 years of age, should be initiated by a bona fide spiritual master, and all the members of the household should be engaged in the daily service of the Lord, beginning with morning, 4 a.m. until night, 10 p.m. By performing Mangala Arati, Niranjana, Archana, Puja, Kirtan, Shringar, Boga, Vaikali, Sandhya Pata, boga at night, ārati, etc. Engagement in such worship of the deity under the direction of a bona fide spiritual master will greatly help the householders to purify their very existence and make rapid progress in spiritual knowledge. Simple theoretical book knowledge is not sufficient for a neophyte devotee. Book knowledge. Is theoretical whereas the archana process is practical spiritual knowledge must be developed by a combination of theoretical and practical knowledge and that is the guaranteed way for attainment of spiritual perfection the training of devotional service for a neophyte devotee completely, completely depends on the expert spiritual master who knows how to lead his disciple to make gradual progress on the path back home, back to Godhead? One should not become a pseudo spiritual master as a matter of business to meet one's family expenditures. One must, one must be an expert spiritual master to deliver the disciple from the clutches of impending death. Srila Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur has defined the bona fide spiritual qualities, the bona fide qualities of a spiritual master, and one of the verses of that description reads Shri Vigrahara Dana Nityanana Sringar Tan Mandir Marjanado Yugtasya Baktangs Chaniyunjatopi Bande Guro Sri Chadanada Vindam Shri Vigraha is the archa or suitable worshipable form of the deity of the lord and the disciple should be engaged in worshipping the deity regularly by Sringar, proper decoration and dressing and, uh, and all, as also by mandira marjana the matter of cleansing the temple the spiritual master teaches the neophyte devotee all these kindly and personally to help him gradually in the realization of the transcendental name, quality, form, etc., of the Lord. Only attention engaged in the service of the Lord, especially in dressing and decorating the temple, accompanied by musical kirtan and spiritual instructions from scriptures, can save the common man from the hellish cinema attractions and rubbish sex songs broadcast everywhere, by radios if one is unable to maintain a temple at home he should go to another's temple where all the above performances are regularly executed visiting the temple of a devotee and looking at the profusely decorated forms of the Lord well-dressed in a well-decorated sanctified temple naturally infuse the mundane mind with spiritual inspiration people should visit holy places like Vrindavan where such temples and worship of the deity are specifically maintained formerly all rich men like kings and rich merchants constructed such temples under the direction of expert devotees of the Lord like the six Goswamis and it is the duty of the common man to take advantage of these temples and festivals observed in the holy places of pilgrimage by following in the footsteps of great devotees. Anuvraja One should not visit all these sanctified pilgrimage places and temples with sightseeing in mind. But one must go to such temples and sanctified places immortalized by the transcendental pastimes of the Lord and be guided by proper men who know the science. This is called Anubraja. Anu means to follow and it is therefore best to follow the instruction of the bona fide spiritual master even in visiting temples and the holy places of pilgrimage. One who does not move in that way is as good as a standing tree condemned by the Lord not to move. The moving tendency of the human being is misused by visiting places for sightseeing. The best purpose of such traveling tendencies could be fulfilled by visiting the holy places established by great acharyas, and thereby not, be, not being misled by the atheistic propaganda of money-making men who have no knowledge of spiritual matters. Śrīla Prabhupāda Kī Jai Text 23 The person who has not at any time received the dust of the feet of the Lord's pure devotee upon his head is certainly a dead body. And the person who has never experienced the aroma of the tulasi leaves from the lotus feet of the Lord is also a dead body although breathing. Purport According to Srila Vishwanath chakrabarti Thakur the breathing dead body is a ghost. When a man dies he is called dead but when he again appears in a subtle body subtle form not visible to our present vision and yet acts such a dead body is called a ghost. Ghosts are always very bad elements, always creating a fearful situation for others. Similarly, the ghost-like non-devotees who have no respect for the pure devotees nor for the Vishnu deity in the temples create a fearful situation for the devotees at all times. The, the Lord never accepts any offering by such impure ghosts. There is a common saying that one should first love the dog of the beloved before one shows any loving sentiments for the beloved. The stage of pure devotion is attained by sincerely serving a pure devotee of the Lord. The first condition of devotional service to the Lord is, therefore, to be a servant of a pure devotee. And this condition is fulfilled by the statement reception of the dust of the lotus feet of a pure devotee who has also served another pure devotee. That is the way of pure disciplic succession or devotional parampara. Maharaj Rahugana inquired from the great saint Jad Bharat as to how he had attained such a liberated stage of a paramahamsa and in answer the great saint replied as follows Bhagavatam 5, 12, 12 rahuganai tat tapasa nayati Nache jaya nirvabanat krihadbha Nache nachandasa Nache nachandasa suraya, suryayar Vina mahat pararajo Bishekam O King Rahugana, the perfectional stage of devotional service or the Paramahansa stage of life cannot be attained unless one is blessed by the dust of the feet of great devotees. It is never attained by tapasya austerity, the Vedic worshipping process, acceptance of the renounced order of life, the discharge of the duties. Of household household life, the chanting of the Vedic hymns, or the performance of penances in the hot sun, within cold water, or before the blazing fire. In other words, Lord Sri Krishna is the property of His pure, unconditional devotees, and as such, only the devotees can deliver Krishna to another devotee. Krishna is never obtainable directly. Lord Chaitanya therefore designated himself as Gopi Bartu Padakamalayor Dasanudas or the most obedient servant of the servants of the Lord who maintains the Gopi damsels at, at Rindavan. A pure devotee therefore never approaches the Lord Directly, but tries to please the servant of the Lord's servants and thus the Lord becomes pleased and only then can the devotee relish the taste of the tulasi leaves stuck to his lotus feet. In the Brahma-sanita sangita is said that the Lord is never to be found by becoming a great scholar of the Vedic literatures but he is very easily approachable through his pure devotee. In Vrindavan, all the pure devotees pray for the mercy of Srimati Radharani, the pleasure potency of Lord Krishna. Srimati Radharani is a tender-hearted feminine counterpart of the Supreme Whole, resembling the perfectional stage of the worldly feminine nature. Therefore, the mercy of Radharani is available very readily to the sincere devotees, And once she recommends such a devotee to Lord Krishna, the Lord at once accepts the devotee's admittance into his association. The conclusion is, therefore, that one should be more serious about seeking the mercy of the devotee than that of the Lord directly. And by one's doing so, by the good will of the devotee, the natural attraction for the service of the Lord will be revived. Shila Jai mm. Text twenty four Certainly that heart is steel framed, which in spite of one's chanting the holy name of the Lord with concentration does not change even when one displays such signs of transformation as tears in the eyes, an ecstatic standing of the hairs on end purport we should note with profit that in the first three chapters of the second canto a gradual process of development of devotional service is being presented in the first chapter the first step in devotional service for God consciousness by the process of hearing and chanting has been stressed. And a gross conception of the Personality of Godhead in His universal form for the beginners is recommended. By such a gross conception of God through the material manifestations of His energy, one is enabled to spiritualize the mind and the senses and gradually concentrate the mind upon Lord Vishnu, the Supreme, who is present as the supersoul in every heart and everywhere in every atom of the material universe the system of pancha upasana recommending five mental attitudes for the common man is also enacted for this purpose namely gradual development worship of the superior that may be in the form of fire or electricity the sun the mass of living beings Lord Shiva, and at last the impersonal Supersoul, the partial representation of Lord Vishnu. They are all nicely described in the second chapter, but in the third chapter, further development is prescribed after one has actually reached the stage of Vishnu worship or pure devotional service. And the mature stage of Vishnu worship is suggested herein in relation to the change of heart. The whole process of spiritual culture is aimed at changing the heart of a living being in the matter of his eternal relation with the Supreme Lord as subordinate servant, which is his eternal constitutional position. So with the progress of devotional service, the reaction of change in the heart is exhibited by gradual detachment from the sense of material enjoyment by a false sense of lording it over the world and an increase in the attitude of rendering loving service to the Lord. Vidhi bhakti, or regulated devotional service by the limbs of the body, namely the eyes, the ears, the nose, the hands and the legs, as, as already explained herein before, is now stressed herein in relation to the mind which is the impetus for all activities of the limbs of the body. It is expected, by all means, that by discharging regulated devotional service, one must manifest the change of heart. If there is no such change, the heart must be considered steel-framed, for it is not melted even when there is chanting of the holy name of the Lord. We must always remember that hearing and chanting are the basic principles of discharging devotional duties and if they are properly performed there will follow the reactional ecstasy with signs of tears in the eyes and standing of the hairs on the body. These are natural consequences and are the preliminary symptoms of the bhava stage which occurs before one reaches the perfectional stage of prema. Love of Godhead If the reaction does not take place even after continuous hearing and chanting of the holy name of the Lord it may be considered to be due to offenses only That is the opinion of the Sandarbha In the beginning of chanting of the holy name of the Lord if the devotee has not been careful about avoiding the ten kinds of offenses at the feet of the holy name Certainly, the reaction of feelings of separation will not be visible by tears in the eyes and standing of the hair on on end. The bhava stage is manifested by eight transcendental symptoms, namely inertness, perspiration, standing of hairs on end, failing of the voice, trembling, paleness of the body, Tears in the eyes, and finally, trance. The nectar of devotion, the nectar of devotion, a summary study of Srila Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, explains those symptoms and vividly describes other transcendental developments, both in steady and accelerating manifestations. Srila Vishwanath Chagavari Thakur has very critically discussed. All these bhava displays in connection with some unscrupulous neophytes, imitating the above symptoms for cheap appreciation. Not only Vishwanath, chakrabarti but also Srila Rupa Goswami has treated them criti- very critically. Sometimes all the above eight symptoms of ecstasy are imitated by the mundane devotees, Prakritas, Sahajyas, But the pseudo-symptoms are at once detected when one sees the pseudo-devotee addicted to so many forbidden things. Even though decorated with the signs of a devotee, a person addicted to smoking, drinking or illegitimate sex with women cannot have all the above-mentioned ecstatic symptoms. But it is seen that sometimes these symptoms are willfully imitated. And for this reason, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti accuses the imitators of being stone-hearted men. They are sometimes even affected by the reflection of such transcendental symptoms yet 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 if they still do not give up the forbidden habits, then they are hopeless cases for transcendental realization. When Lord Caitanya met Srila Ramananda Roy of Kavor, on the bank of the Godavari, Godavari. the Lord developed all these symptoms. But because of the presence of some neophyte brahmanas who were attendants of the Roy, the Lord suppressed these symptoms. So sometimes they are not visible even in the body of the first-class devotee for certain circumstantial reasons. Therefore, real, steady bhava is definitely displayed in the matter of cessation of material desires, chanti. Utilization of every moment in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, of kalat hum. Eagerness for glorifying the Lord constantly, nama gani sadh ruchi. Attraction for living in the land of the Lord complete detachment from material happiness, virakti, and pridelessness, mana shunyata. One who has developed all these transcendental qualities is really possessed of the bhava stage, as distinguished from the stone-hearted imitator or mundane devotee. The whole process can be summarized as follows. The advanced devotee who chants the holy name of the Lord in a perfectly offenceless manner and is friendly to everyone can actually relish the transcendental taste of glorifying the Lord. And the result of such realization is reflected in the cessation of all material desires, etc., as mentioned above. The neophytes, due to their being in the lower stage of devotional service, are invariably envious, so much so that they invent their own ways and means of devotional regulations without following the acharyas. As such, even if they make a show of constantly chanting the holy name of the Lord, they cannot relish the transcendental taste of the holy name." Therefore, the show of tears in the eyes, trembling, perspiration or unconsciousness, etc., is condemned. They can, however, get in touch with a pure devotee of the Lord and rectify their bad habits. Otherwise, they shall continue to be stone-hearted and unfit for any treatment. A complete progressive march on the return path home back to Godhead Will depend on the instructions of the revealed scriptures directed by a realized devotee. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Nice summary of the complete stage of devotional service. And believe it or not, it is 802. Hare Krishna. Magic. Yes? I think
1: there's only one verse left.
0: We have been directed by our. Referee, the fact-checker, Avaya Das Brahmacharya, that there's only one more verse in this chapter which we will gleefully and happily chant for the benefit of all. Translation. Mm. O Sutta Goswami, your words are pleasing to our minds. So this was Sutta Goswami speaking. I think I said in the beginning, Shukadeva Anasutta. Please, therefore, explain this to us as it was spoken by the great devotee Shukadeva Goswami, who was very expert in transcendental knowledge and who spoke to Maharaj Priksit upon being asked. Purport Knowledge explained by the previous Acharya, like Shukadeva Goswami, and followed. By the next, like Sutta Goswami, is always powerful transcendental knowledge and it is therefore penetrating and useful to all submissive students. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the second canto, third chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Pure Devotional Service, the Change of Heart. All glories to Shukadev Goswami and Suta Goswami who heard Shukadev Goswami and then repeated his words to these sages of Naimisharanya for our benefit and for the benefit of the whole world Hare Krishna Wonderful Thank you, Abaya And, and it was a short prayer too, which has made it even better All right amazing huh the shortest chapter so far was the most potent more knowledge in it than all the others put together hmm okay alright we'll end our reading for tonight and with, with great expectations we will wait for the reflections of the great souls on the other side of the internet in the cyberspace
1: First
0: this evening is from Raikanu Devi Dasi Hare Krishna Rai
1: Kahnu Devi Dasi Hare Krishna dear Guru Maharaj Please accept my humble obeisances all glories to Srila Prabhupada Jai
0: all glories to his divine grace
1: And from Gopakanya Devi
0: Dasi Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi
1: Hare Krishna dear Maharaj and all assembled devotees all glories to Srila Prabhupada
0: Jaya Srila Prabhupada
1: Our prayers to all victims of the war Yes And from
0: Dr. Christopher Yes, Bhakti Christopher, Hare Krishna You're becoming a regular and you're right there on top Go ahead, please
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj Please accept my humble obeisances all oh, glories to Srila Prabhupada.
0: Jai Srila Prabhupada.
1: And from Rati Manjari.
0: Hariwo Rati. She
1: says, Jai Guru Maharaj, thank you for your reading determination, dragging
0: me back home. <laughs> she keeps saying that, but she's running out of head. Hare Krishna.
1: And from Jagamohan.
0: Yes, Jagamohan.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances.
0: Jai, Hare Krishna.
1: Thank you for this service to Śrīla Prabhupāda. It is most necessary and is certainly contagious. My mind's default setting seems to be to try to lord it over, to try and lord it over material nature as if I somehow know more than God. I also notice how the more I'm hearing and chanting with attention the more my mind is at ease in trusting of the Supreme Lord just as Prabhupada describes devotional service truly is a science that can be tested by anyone all glories to his divine grace and to the assembled devotees, Jai Ho
0: Jai Ho, thank you very much for that reflection ref, uh, uh, and, it, and it echoes that reflection and it echoes uh, a part of the process that we just read about—humility. We must receive this knowledge submissively, and you cannot receive this knowledge if you're envious or proud. And envy and pr- pride go together; they're cousins, or brothers and sisters, or sisters and sisters, or brothers, whatever they are. They're very intimately related. Therefore when Krishna explained to Arjuna what the actual process of knowledge is the first two items were humility and pridelessness. And at the end of the paragraph or the purport rather um, Prabhupada says it very poetically knowledge begins with humility because unless you're humble you cannot hear the sound will not go through to the heart. It stays in the mind in the subtle body and just gets mangled by the speculation of the mind and material desires in the mind. So Krishna advises Arjuna, if he wants to be liberated, then he must uh, prajahadi yadakaman parta manogatan atmanyeva manatushta Stita prajjas taduchate. Must give up material desires that are concocted in the mind. First thing. So by hearing and chanting submissively, all all automatically over time, the material desires melt away. They they dissolve. And the desire becomes prominent and then stronger and stronger and stronger to actually serve the Lord and eventually serve the Lord personally with great attachment for the form of the Lord and the pastimes of the Lord and the name of the Lord because the Lord is absolute and all of these qualities and characteristics of the Lord are also absolute just like the Lord and if you chant with that mood with that idea in mind with that conception, then it has great transcendental potency and effect. And even if, even if we are still conditioned souls, and even if you have we have things in the mind that are contaminated or obnoxious, they will not push the person to do something about it. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya, out of his great kindness, has given us this concession. In the Kali Yuga, if you think something wrong but don't act on it then you're not held accountable and if you continue to to serve even in that condition you are protected maya cannot touch you as long as you keep serving keep being active in devotional service Hare Krishna
1: Ananda Murti Devi
0: Dasi, Hare Krishna.
1: Shri the Prabhupāda ki dray. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Shri The Prabhupāda. Thank you so much for today's readings. I feel very grateful to hear those transcendental messages from Acharya. Mm. And Shri The Prabhupāda made it more easy to understand those as basic information and it is a basic but very scientifically explained thank you so much I'll listen again
0: Hare Krishna, thank you very much for that deep appreciation of this wonderful chapter pure devotional service Hare Krishna And and we'll hear that same chapter Spoken by different great souls, particularly Kapiladev. He gives all the different creation of the Lord and how it happens and what the stages are, and finally comes to pure devotional service. Krishna himself, in the 11th canto, comes to pure devotional service. Hare Krishna.
1: This is from Michelle Kwai.
0: Michelle Kwai, Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna, thank you.
0: You're welcome.
1: And from Subharao Rajagopal.
0: Subharao Rajagopal, Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Jaya Prabhupada. Jai, glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading Sri Prabhupada's books, which enables us to listen in which is a first step in devotional service.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: Two things which stood out from your reading. Spiritual understanding is nothing like an electrical charge from the master (laughs) to the disciple, as foolishly claimed by some propaganda mongers. Yes. Everything is full of sense and logic. Yes. And the exchange of views between the master and disciple is possible only when the reception is submissive and real. Yes. So with the progress of devotional service, the reaction of change in the heart is exhibited by a gradual detachment from the sense of material enjoyment by a false sense of lording it over the world and an increase in the attitude of rendering loving service to the Lord.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, you picked out the, the, the jewel in, in the setting, gold setting of that chapter. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna
1: and from Rati Manjari
0: Haribo Rati
1: Dear Guru Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances tonight I was definitely not running ahead I fell asleep in my early evening and woke up during the reading I spent most of the reading trying to surrender and listening to the rest of the reading <laughs> instead of hovering over YouTube movies. <laughs> I finally ma- managed to hear just in time for the finish. The good thing of this is that I am once again confronted with my own frailty with more reason to surrender to you. And yes, I too need to listen to this reading again.
0: <laughs> yeah, these are. this is a heavy reading that chapter is really uh, the essence of all devotional service the thing that stood out of my mind was those persons who pretend and actually physically and I f- have this experience one time I was in Calcutta this was, must have been in 1975 or 19 maybe it was later maybe it was in the 1980s anyway and we were there and there was a pandal program and they asked me to speak so I spoke, and afterwards, this man came up to me, looked just like a devotee, just like a discant devotee, and he came to me, and tears were plowing out of his eyes, and he fell down at my feet and rolled on the ground, and he was doing all these <laughs> perfect, uh, you know, symptoms of bhava and ecstasy, and I, j- I didn't know what to do, you know, and you s- I mean, so many devotees. I've seen, even today, they, they get fooled by these people and they think they're advanced and they go to their place and they hear from them and then they turn out to be, you know, debauches, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I I, so I just kind of stood there, stunned, didn't know what to do and he got up and he walked away and guess what? He lit up a biddy, and he had a girl in his arm and he just walked away. <laughs> So it's real. These sahaja groups are real. You'll see sometimes <laughs> a, a man come dressed in a sari into one of the temples. Even in the Christian Balarama Mandir we've seen them. Saki Beka. They're, they're names for all these particular symptoms of particular uh, sahaja groups that are called Appa Sampradaya against the Sampradaya. And yet, they, can, they know scripture sometimes and they can talk and move their hands and, you know, look like they know what they're doing and if somebody's new new and neophyte and impressionable, they can easily especially westerners, they get carried away. Therefore Prabhupada very clearly in his purports, describes these things to protect us and when we were in India when we first went to India he protected all of us and some of them When Prabhupada wasn't there when he was traveling in the West and they were living before the temples were built in India and living in the ashrams of some Godiyamak temples or some other temples, they got bewildered. And so many of those misconceptions crept in, in that way and caused confusion and problems. Therefore, we should be very careful and follow in the footsteps of the Goswamis, And even people imitate the Goswamis. They dress like them, they go to Radha Kund and live or some other holy place, and they chant all the time, but they have no faith in Caitanya Mahaprabhu, no faith in the actual mission of spreading Krishna consciousness around the world. So thank you for pointing out that... uh, Rati, thank you for pointing it out. And you know, and I, I agree, I think you should listen to this one all the way through. Hare Krishna. Because devotional service is not sentimental. It's real and it's a science and it must be practiced according to the science. Okay. We'll end our reading for tonight. It's perfect timing. Yep, just about an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. jai. Sama Beda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi, mm-hmm. Hari Hari Bho. Mm-hmm. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as the, the science of devotional service uh, un- unfolds before our ears. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.